I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. In a world with work deadlines and horrible bosses. If you could just go ahead and make sure you do that from now on, that would be great. And your team may be in last place. We can all find comfort in sports, like a signal in the sky. Oh, come on. You know, leave me all alone here with less angry Rosie O'Donnell? They call upon Gwen and Chris with Tony Gwynn Jr. He probably thinks it's ridiculous that you people think he... I said you people. What do you mean you oh, people? Yeah, what do you mean you people? What do you mean? Who are you, Doug Cherry? And Chris Ello. I just had lunch with Larry Rothschild. <laughs> oh, is that where you were? Yeah, and he was running late, so... Gwen and Chris starts now on 97.3 The Fan. Fernando, it was his 18th home run of the season. 2-1 pitch is hit really well out to deep left center field. He did it again. Fernando Tatis Jr. is fourth leadoff home run of the season and his second in as many games. Padres take a 1-0 lead here in the first inning. This kid is incredible. And hopefully we get to see that for years and years and years to come. Welcome in to Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, 304 on the clock. Chris, how you doing today, man? Much better. Thank you, Tony. And I want to uh, thank everybody for all of the uh, tweets I got last night and all of the uh, the emails and the get well wishes from everybody after my thumb surgery. I mean, they just piled up. I mean, uh, all night long, I kept getting texts and tweets from people saying, hey, Chris, feel better. Showed you love, huh? You don't believe me, do you? No, I, I, oh, no, that didn't <laughs> that happen. Didn't happen no. I was actually <laughs> believing you as you were telling that. No, but I think a couple people uh, did uh, write to make sure my thumb was going to be all right uh, after surgery Monday, and I uh, got the cast part off today, so feeling yeah. a little better, taking yeah. steps in the right direction. Yes, yes. Anytime you so, get the cast off, that's yeah, certainly a step that's in a good the right direction. Your hands. A little swollen, but that's normal. It that's is pretty normal. swollen. <laughs> it's like I feel like I've got one of those uh, cartoon you, hands you, you right now. You definitely do. Yeah. You definitely do. Yeah. Uh, yes, uh, we hope we get to see a lot more of leadoff homers tagging up from third on short fly balls. We hope we get to see a lot of that, and apparently the Padres do too. According to Kevin Acey, uh, the Padres are opening up or want to open up discussions for an extension with Fernando Tatis Jr. The idea would be to buy out uh, the budding superstars' arbitration years and lock them up into uh, what would otherwise be the first couple years of free agency. So if with Tatis being up all of last year, he would need two more years to be arbitration eligible. So... Uh, if they get an extension now, it would buy up those years, those two years remaining of basically minimum pay. Right, and actually the, not pay him minimum. Right, the right. Next he'd two get, years. A, get a raise right. there. He'd get a huge raise. He'd probably be taking a discount somewhere in those arbitration years. Years four and five. Year four, five, and six, and mm-hmm. then seven, eight. Best case scenario, you buy, it, buy him out for a couple of those free agent years as well. 
um, you're looking, you know, seven, eight year deal there. So, so is he looking at like a hundred million dollars? I mean, we're talking nine figures to keep Fernando Tatis here beyond three years. Because uh, if you're a Padre fan and you're a Padre owner and you're a Padre organization, you have to be concerned that after his third year when he's arbitration eligible, it's going to get tough. It's going to get, the numbers are going to start getting gigantic. This is exactly why the Padres are thinking of doing this right now, correct? Yes. I, I think that's exactly why. I mean, yeah. you got to get a head start. I would guess if you are the Padres, the framework for that deal would feature Ronald Acuna out in uh, Atlanta. And uh, Albies. And, well, Didn't Albies sign one, too? Albies signed a lesser deal. Acuna will po- probably be the cop. The one that they compare him to. That's the co- that's the one the Padres will compare him to. But right? the, but but what, what we remember about the Acuna contract was that everybody thought the Braves got an unbelievable bargain Indeed on that. Did. So that's what the Padres are up against. If If... If they say, hey, we will give you exactly what the Atlanta Braves gave Ronald Acuna, then Fernando Tatis's people will probably say, nopey, 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 <laughs> using your phraseology nope, from nope, uh, one of those nope. opens we had one day. But, no, I just I, I don't think they'll do it because everybody, realized, everybody thought that Acuna settled for, for much less than he needed to settle for. And so as soon as you hear that, you know that the Padres are probably in a situation where they better offer a little bit more. That's that's what Kevin AC Kevin AC is getting at. He said the Padres believe such a preemptive move is prudent based on Tatis' production last season. Not to mention the excitement the rookie infused in the team and the fan base. I got to mention this because uh, last night when Pete Alonso ended up winning that uh, the National the National League Rookie of the Year award, he was asked about Tatis' style of play. He compared it to a Coke bottle when you shake it up. And put Mentos in it. That's a great. That's a great description. Because <laughs> that that's that's Fernando Tatis. That's the energy he's bringing. But nevertheless, though, this is something. Um, and listen, that's that's exactly what Kevin Acey said in this in this article. Some of the Padres, some some say the Padres are seeking a Ronald Acuna type deal uh, he, that he got with the Braves. I am. Yeah, skept- the Padres are yeah, going to seek I that, but I'm, but I'm that, skeptical that Tatis would accept that. Yeah, I am too. I am too for so. sure. So, um, among other news in Padres baseball, um, one of the things that is kind of out through Kevin Acey on, on Twitter is the Padres did interview former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle with the hope he would become the hitting coach. And you were so upset to hear that he turned them down. I was not. No, you upset. weren't. <laughs> we were talking about this before the show. Tony, now, are you not a Clint Hurdle fan, or is it the situation where you just felt bringing in a former manager to be a hitting coach with a brand-new manager, I, I've i never liked that dynamic I've, before. It's a complicated. Right. I, I always felt I felt the same way when Mark was here and Andy was here. It was like you have right. a guy who, who is, wants to be a manager at some point. Yeah. Um, and not that he would ever do anything to uh, undercut. And it just makes for a weird dynamic it's when you're already dynamic. trying to change things in, in, a, in a little bit different way. So. Yeah. No, I think if I think you, you're going in the direction that the Padres are going in, which is, you know, fresh faces pretty much at all positions other than, well, Larry Rothschild's not a fresh face. We know that. But right. new pitching coach. But I, I would think bringing in Clint Hurdle would just not be – it just doesn't sound like the right fit. Right. So I think it's it's probably one of these things that's going to be lucky in a lot of ways that Clint Hurdle said, no, I think I'd rather 
kind of step away from baseball right now and see where the next steps lead me. Right. Because I don't know that he would have been the perfect name to be the uh, new hitting coach of the Padres. Yeah. I, I, it's Plus, Clint Hurdle didn't hit that good when he played Major League Baseball. <laughs> wasn't that good? His teams have hit, though. I don't know if he, he wasn't no. hitting coach for any of them. Well, no. gee, he was manager of the Rockies. I could, You could say I was a good hitting coach if I was manager of the Rockies, too. Oh, He's a pretty good, good manager, too. So, All right. Anyway, scrape a late. Hey, Scrabble, how Scrab. you doing? How you Hi. doing hey today, guys, man? Good. How are you? Great yeah. to talk to yeah. you, buddy. Uh, Pat Heard Sh- you had a great take yesterday on Colin Kaepernick <laughs> after I had to go. Um, may have I- been the worst take I've ever had on radio. <laughs> you got well, some it, bad ones too. This one was. You know what? This not, one was bad. This not, one was epic. Not everybody was fortunate enough to hear that take yesterday. So, do you think you could dig it up and play it a little bit later um, in the show? I, I think for my own embarrassment factor, and I don't want the boss to hear it, and so he never lets me on the mic again. But oh my you, you can go. You can go that bad. Ninety-seven-three. The fan and go to yesterday's hour number four. Gwen and Chris. Podcast. It was. It was kind of like he ran out of gas mid argument. Take. Argument. I like even he- called myself out for having such a bad take in the middle of my take. <laughs> anyway, you never know what you're going to get on Gwen and Chris from time to time. We got a jam-packed show today. Bill Centers will join us to talk some more baseball. We got Kirk Morrison to talk a little NFL and some of the Aztecs. Uh, Thomas will also join us. And we listen, we've been promising this for about a week now. But the preseason NFL awards recap, right? We have a midseason. We want to see where we're at now that we're now we're past midseason at this point. But, right, but uh, we get a pretty good idea of how our preseason picks look right now. Right, so we're gonna go over that towards the back end of the show. Glad you guys can join us. We're gonna step away for a second. When we come back, uh, listen, the the the, the new Astro scandal. Uh, seems to be getting bigger and bigger. More video is surfacing. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about it when we come back. Pitch on the way. Round ball right side into the shift to his left out. Tuve has it in short right. Throws to first. And the Astros are 2017 World Series champions. For the first time ever, the Astros are baseball's best. Might be for the last time ever. I don't know what's going to happen with this huge scandal that continues to grow and grow and grow. Welcome back to Gwen and Chris. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., 319 on a uh, sensational Wednesday afternoon in San Diego on San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. And, uh, Tony, uh, people are starting to take to calling them now not the Houston Astros anymore, but the Houston Asterisks. I didn't actually come up with that. I'm just repeating what I heard and read. Uh, Look, I mean, after winning that World Series in 2017, and it was a fantastic run and a great season and a beautiful, beautifully played World Series, seven-game victory over the Dodgers, et cetera. But I'm telling you, all of that stuff is getting tainted more and more and more as we go along. Apparently today, more videos have surfaced now of the Astros just flat-out cheating. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, you know, what is baseball going to do? What are they going to be able to do yeah. to uh, to figure this thing out with the Astros? Because it's pretty clear to me that they got caught. I mean, you know, one of their former players, Mike Fires, is the guy who brought it all up. But there's so much video to back it up. I mean, these sounds are not being made up. They're not. They're not. Listen, there was I saw what I saw five new videos a day, or four new videos. Three of the four 
uh, were legit. Like you could hear the banging. It wasn't off speed, and not not all of them result in hits. Not no, all that doesn't mean hits, you're going to get hit for sure. But most of them did, and most of them ended up somewhere over the fence. And it's a clear bet. And so you know, you start when these when this starts to roll downhill, you get more and more articles. Buster only has one out today, in which he questions the same thing I questioned last last night. How in the world? Can we give this investigation any type of um, credence? Yeah, credence. Good you, word. You can't give it any credence if the Astros are, are do doing their own investigation. Yeah, that's not. And, do and, and then it dawned on me because remember this: this the original story was about 2017. Now it started to make you go back through the playoffs. Remember, uh, I think it was 17 Yankees, Astros, Astros in the playoffs. In the playoffs. I think it's the the the. The series before the World Series, I believe, right? Right. Um, they go two games in Houston. Astros get thumped. Excuse me. Yankees get thumped. They go back to New York. The Yankees do the thumping. And actually, the two games in Houston, the first two games, were, were relatively close. But the ones in New York were not close. I think it was like 8-1, right. 6-4, and then I can't remember what the third game was. But then they go back to Houston, and they get whooped. And all of games. a sudden, the Astros look good again. Yeah, I mean, this is. I mean, you've got to start thinking about it. If you're not going to put an asterisk in, let's leave that aside for the moment. Let's just think, let's just assume that you know Major League Baseball does its due diligence here, looks into this story properly, takes the evidence that all of us have already seen, and comes to the conclusion that the Houston Astros organization was cheating. Um, you know, I. I, I I think you have to put this right up there with uh, some of the great scandals in baseball history. I mean, I honestly do. Um, I, I was talking with Adam Klug, our program director, earlier today, uh, and he brought up the um, the New Orleans Saints situation of a few years ago when they were being paid to Bounty take Gate. out Bounty Gate. Sean Payton got suspended for what eight games yeah. that year. Half a season. Uh, the defensive or, coordinator got suspended for the entire indefinitely. Greg, Greg Robinson or Robinson Williams. Greg Williams. Thank you. He got suspended for the whole year and then didn't get a job for a while. The general manager of the Saints was suspended for a good length of time. Yep. If it wasn't for an entire year, I got to believe AJ Hinch is. It's up the food chain. I mean, he's he's the manager, though. He's going to have to take some of it, and it's going to start there, and it's going to go up from there. GMs and people like that, pitching coaches, maybe even some players, if they can find actual players that were complicit in this, uh, then you're going to have to you're going to have to suspend them too. Let me tell you, we'll go back to just last year. Remember the incident in which Cleveland, uh, the the Astros placed an employee in the camera well. Uh, of the of the Indians in that 2000, it kind of caused a little controversy. And I'm gonna read you. Uh, and, and the hypocrisy is just hilarious in this situation. I'm gonna read you uh, Lunau's quotes uh, from that. He said, "We were playing defense. We weren't. We were not playing oh, offense." The GM of the, the Astros. GM, yes. Yeah. Lunau said after the the Indian situation, we wanted to make sure it was a level playing field. We look around to make sure there's nothing suspicious going on. We want to make sure our signs aren't getting stolen. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we want to make sure that our signs aren't getting stolen, but we want to make sure that we are stealing the other team's signs. That's how it looks right now. This looks really bad for the Houston Astros, and it's getting worse and worse and worse by the moment. Um, I, I, I am honestly, Tony, in my own mind, I am prepared 
as judge and jury here for the moment. And, of course, we're jumping to conclusions because we don't have all of the evidence in. But based on what we have so far, okay, just only based on what we have so far, I am willing to go as far as to punish the Astros in every way possible except to take away their World Series title in 2017. I That I don't know how I could possibly vacate that. But I could honestly put an asterisk by it if you want me to, and I can certainly start suspending just about everybody in the Astros organization for a long period of time when it comes to the start of next season because this is something that baseball has to come down very, very hard on if what we're seeing and hearing with our own eyes is true. I mean, it's not like hearsay right now. This is not hearsay. This is all actual video proof and evidence backing up everything that Mike Fires said, backing up uh, Farquhar, the pitcher for the White yep. Sox, what he said. Yep. I mean, it's all just backing it up. It, it's it is, right there in front of everybody's eyes. It is, when there's smoke, there's a lot, there's usually fire. Yeah. And in this case, those, those that quote from from um, from Lunau, the, the GM for the Astros, has a completely different context now because he said that in 18. We're finding this out in 19. I know. So he has, to me, no plausible deniability in this at all. Like, he knows, at the very least, he knew and just decided to do nothing about it. At the very least. And uh, A.J. Hinch, at the very least, had to know and decided not to do something about it. If it's in the tunnel. There's no question that the manager And you hear the banging. Come on now. If you didn't know what was going on and you were hearing this banging and you were the manager going, going, hey, stop banging stuff back there. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Wouldn't you? I mean, that would be like, you know, your dad would say, hey, stop banging stuff. Hey, you guys be quiet. We're playing a ball game out here. If this turns out to be true, just think about some of the scandals that have happened in baseball, right? I think... The the shoeless Joe the the whites the black socks black socks is probably going to always very be top. the king. Okay, yeah, through Fo- the World Series, that's pretty much going to going to take the cake. Followed by what? Is it the is it the the steroid era? I think steroids. Pete Rose is a possibility, although I think Pete Rose is more of an individual, individual right. situation. Um, I I mean I I I still to this day cannot believe that whether Pete Rose bet on games. I'm well, excuse me. Pete Rose did bet on games, but whether or not that ever affected his ability to try and win a game, right. I can't believe that. Pete Rose was too much of a competitor to ever try to throw a game. Um, so I, that's why I always put that in a little separate category. But this one here, I mean, flat-out cheating and getting caught and having video evidence of it, this is not only bad for the Astros, it's pathetically bad for the game of Major League Baseball, which the last thing any sport needs is to be thought of as a sport that's not on the up and up. And the, cra- the crazy part is, and I've been one of these people, Jesse Ezoel, critis- being critical of the pitcher's parent, what we perceived as paranoia. You know how many times pitchers step off, tell you, wave it out? It happens a lot more now than it ever had. Yeah. But maybe there's a reason why. Yeah, maybe, maybe they're paranoid because they knew their signs were being stolen. Maybe they're paranoid because they know that it's happened to them before, and in a major way. I mean, if you go when you go back and look at the clips, and you hear the banging on on off speed pitch, and you watch Bregman lose a ball up on the train tracks, or Springer losing. Not to say that these guys couldn't do it without it, because they are clearly. Top in town. Well, it's the same thing, though, as saying Barry Bonds could have hit right. home runs without steroids. Right. He could have. but He, he, defi- he definitely has. Right. But 
the point of the the point it being is that now there's question marks behind everything, and that's the last thing you want as a, just as a player in general. You don't want anybody questioning questioning your skill. And you don't want anybody questioning the authenticity of Major League Baseball or no. any sport for That's that the matter. Because that, that is the one thing that could bring sports down. Why do you think baseball is the still the the sport that hasn't even brought up the whole gambling thing? They that they do everything in their power to protect the logo of MLB, which is why they came down. So that's why they look at gambling the way they do. Yeah. And and to to have this happen. I mean, listen, Bud Selig wasn't willing to vacate numbers, statistics. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. They have the asterisk there. We don't know how Rob Manfred feels about this type of thing. We don't. But uh, I'm like I said, I'm willing to go as far as anything but take away their championship. And there's probably some people out there that if all of this turns out to be true, that would be willing to take away their championship in 2017. Uh, we'll see just how far this story goes. All right. Uh, the National League Cy Young Award has been handed out. We will tell you who won it. Obviously, this guy did not get victimized by the Houston Astros stealing signs as often as everybody else. Here's Houdini! Because he was getting people out. So we will uh, have, let you know who won the NL Cy Young Award when we come back. They will announce the AL Cy Young Award a little bit later in the day. Also, Bill Center will join us. Talking everything Padres, from uniforms to free agents to... The 2020 season, is it win or else for the Padres? Everything Padres coming up with their great historian and former sports writer Bill Center next. I'm Chris Ello. That's Tony Gwynn Jr. Scraby's over there. We've kept him quiet so far. Wish us luck in continuing to do so. On San Diego's number one sports station, 97.3 The Fan. This is breaking news from 97.3 The Fan. 97.3 The Fan Breaking News is powered by Radio.com Sports and brought to you by Indeed. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. That breaking news Mets Jacob DeGrom becomes the seventh in the National League to win back-to-back Cy Youngs. I am stunned. I honestly am. I know he won 11 games this year, which is one more than he won last year when he was the Cy Young Award winner. But in a season where Steven Strasburg won 18 games and had a very similar whip, uh, in a season where uh, uh, Max Scherzer had yet another phenomenal year and struck out uh, 243 batters, in a year where, I mean, you can mention a bunch of other guys, including Hinji Ru, who is one of the finalists, 
I didn't think Jacob DeGrom was going to get it with a 2.43 ERA. I, I understand why he won it last year because his ERA was so low, Tony. It was 1.6, 1.7, that the factory only won 10 games. That was able to override that. But this year, winning only 11 games with a 2.43 ERA, which was not even the league-leading uh, number where you had their league-leading total in ERA, I was surprised. I was surprised he won it. Yeah, 29 of 30 first-place votes. I mean, it wasn't even close. No. 29 uh, of 30? Yunjin Ryu received one remaining first-place vote. My goodness. Scherzer didn't get any. Scherzer did not get any first-place wow. votes. But right. nevertheless, congratulations congratulations yeah. to Jacob deGrom and his back-to-back Cy Young Back-to-back. Back. All right. I remember uh, Chris Paddock beating him straight up in one of those great games earlier this season on a Monday night. At uh, Petco Park, he Remember did. That game he outdueled. That was DeGrom. the day was where, where poor uh, Pete Alonso got picked on that day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, then Pete Alonso uh, got got uh, took the uh, the short end of the stick that evening, Bon, from Chris Batty. Uh, I want to let everybody know every day, fifty percent of local college students face food insecurity, but we can make a difference. Area community colleges have food pantries on campus where students can get food in times of need with your help. We can pack the pantry and help tackle student hunger. Join 97.3 The Fan at the Cal Coast Credit Union at 3485 Marin Road in Oceanside on Saturday, November 16th from 1230 to 130 as we pack the pantry to fight hunger. The first 25 people that make a donation will get two tickets to the 97.3 The Fan Night at SeaWorld on December 13th, presented by Sprint. Beautiful. Is our guest ready? Good job on stalling, guys. That was amazing. <laughs> Tony, you want to read that again? I didn't understand it all. You guys did a really good job of stalling. I'm trying to get more and more out of it. I don't know if I got it. I don't think you can squeeze anything more out of it. We should mention that uh, there's even more. We talked about that Astro thing for about 10 minutes. There's even more Astro stuff. We could. I, I don't want to lay all the Astro stuff on everybody for yeah. like a half hour straight, but we're going to get back into that story a little bit later on because there's more guys saying more uh, very damning things about the Houston Astros and their organization. To me, this is on a whole nother level. What it really gonna, is. We'll get into later on in the show, so hang on. We'll get to it later on, but joining us now on Gwen and Chris, Bill Center of the Padres. Bill, how are you, my friend? I'm great, Tony. How are you doing? We are doing fantastic. I have to get your take on the brand new uniforms. I have to say, I love them. There's nobody that I would rather ask for fashion Bill advice Center, right? than Bill Center, by the way. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. You've seen my wardrobe. <laughs> That's right. At, at least at least I don't wear hoodies, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in, to cover up, to stay out of the sun in the press box. The hoodies were, were the, the hoodies you're discussing were station-issued, Bill. That's why I was wearing them. They were issued by the station. I was just promoting the radio station. I'll tell you about 97.3 of the fans. That's right. I love them. You like the unis. You know, I do. Now, I've been asked, are they my all-time favorite Padres uniforms? I've always been partial to the 84s. I love the orange and brown trims on the all-white home uniforms. I love the solid brown tops on the road uniforms. Now here you've got the solid, you've got one of your uh, alternates or one of your, of the three, you've got a solid brown top. It's even a richer brown than the 1984s. I love the pinstripes. 
And, Tony, I know your dad loved the pinstripes, too. Yeah. I also know the one thing that he didn't really like about those those uniforms. What was – I'm sorry. The orange. Oh, the orange, yeah. Listen, it, when you – and, you know, when you look at these ones, um, the orange doesn't really fit with the gold. You know what I'm saying? Like it, no, no, no. It, 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 I, these it, uniforms – Go ahead, these Bill. Uniforms are, these uniforms are really perfect for what they're trying to do. Yeah. I mean, I love the pinstripes. Your dad loved the pinstripes, the brown pinstripes. I know he didn't really like the brown shoes when they had no. those. <laughs> they got so <laughs> many more options now, you wouldn't even have to go with brown. like you. Used These to. Gwyn right. people are shoe crazy. Let me tell you something, Bill. Put up with it every day with this young man over here. Well, it starts with the grandfather, right, Tony? Yeah, yeah. we, we like our shoes, man. We yeah, really they do. do. They right, do. but... But your grandfather was the one who pounded into your dad's head that, you know, you don't have guys in the clubhouse uh, polish your shoes. You polish your own shoes. He was a sticker and, for it. And Tony, Tony did not like polishing the brown shoes. So I remember that. That's interesting. Bill, what uh, what are your thoughts? We haven't had a chance to talk with you uh, since the hiring of Jace Tingler. And uh, I was curious as a, as a Padres historian where you think this hire fits and kind of the and and kind of the hierarchy of Padre hires over the years. You know, Chris, it's interests me how so many people have reached a conclusion on Jace Tingler as to how he's going to be. And the honest to God truth is no one knows. Right. Because he's never had a chance. No one knows. And I don't care if that's a military leader or a business leader or a, a pro sports leader, until he starts managing, nobody can tell me how this guy is going to be. I don't know. You don't know. We're going to find out. I like his qualifications. I like a lot of the things that he said. And, and I like the fact that he does speak Spanish. I think that is a major plus. But do we really know? I don't think so. Yeah, I 100% agree with that, Bill. I We've think... been trying to talk everybody off the ledge with the same rhetoric, right, but like... I don't know if it's working. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> uh, Bill, i got to ask you, I mean, it's, it's the story really in baseball right now is, is this Astros story, and there continues to seemingly be more and more coming out. What's your take on this? I mean, I, 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 I told these guys sign-stealing happens all the time. Once you start delving into technology – is where it crosses the line. What's your thought on this? I I totally agree. And the, Tony, the thing that the thing that really stuns me about what I've been reading about the Astros and their and their sign stealing through technology is they thought they were going to get away with this. <laughs> I mean, in an age where you've got so many players changing teams, well, anybody with the yeah. Astros knows what they're doing. And the second one of those players go to another team, they're going to say like Mike Friars did, hey, you know what they're doing over there? Yeah. And it's going to get out. How do you think you're going to get away with this? Yeah. Well, most most uh, people who, uh, who uh, you know, you know, commit crimes or think cheat gonna get away always think they're going to get away with it. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it in the first this place. This one is 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 on the, the, the uh, high scale. But this is really stupidity. arrogant. Because, this is really yeah, arrogant. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly what it is. Because right. think about it. Mike Mike Fires ends up going to another team in the division, and, yeah. and a team that's right. competitive in the division. And you're looking like we cannot get these guys. And inside, he knows he knows yeah, why they can't why get them. We can't get them. Yeah, 
That's right. for sure. But the second, the second you start doing that, I mean, you're going to have players moving on unless you sign lifetime contracts with everybody who's there. You know, I love the idea of sign stealing. Now, i got to admit that I've always, I love how it used to be, even when I was in junior college, as you'd look across the other third base coach and say, hey, I think I picked up their steal sign. Right. Uh, sure. That's fine. That's part of the game. That's, but when you start bringing technology in and using long-range lenses and everything else, pardon me. And that's why we've got to this point where you've got three guys standing on the mound with their gloves in the middle of their face hiding <laughs> what they're right. saying. It's true. I, I said Because we I, all think that's overdoing it. We, but we, it turns out exactly. it may not be. We, I, I, said, no. I, I was just saying, Bill, I've been critical of pitchers during broadcasts about – you know, being so paranoid about what sign stealing, and it turns out they may have good reason to be paranoid. You know, they might have the ability to even listen to those guys behind the gloves. I mean, it's once you bring technology in it, I think you've crossed the line. Yeah. I really think you've crossed the line. I don't have any problem with visual saying or being a, even a runner being on second. Saying, "Oh, I think I picked up what the sure. ball sign is." That's part of the game. Yeah. And but once you bring technology in, I think you cross the line. And to be perfectly honest, we've seen a lot of things with the Houston Astros mm, yes. this past two or three months that have really uh, called into question a lot of their practices. Yes. Well, we're going to start calling them the Houston, Houston asterisks until further notice, Bill. Whoa. So you're more than I welcome. Like that. You're more than welcome to use that uh, on my dime. Hey, uh, Bill, always great catching up with you. Uh, thanks for the commentary on the unis. Thanks for the uh, the manager update. Uh, we love chatting baseball with you, and uh, we will do so shortly here in the next couple of months. Thanks again for joining us. Great, and I do love the new unis. I, I think that. This was the way to go, and I really think they did a good job on this one. Yeah, great. Right hey, there, Bill Center, Padres historian, former great writer for the San Diego Union-Tribune. And, uh, you know, Bill's. I, I agree with them on the unis, like I said. They stand out. We know which team is which now. Yeah. No, Padres are in the highlights. You're going to be able to we're tell. We're the only ones rocking those colors. Nobody's going to be rocking those colors. <laughs> and I don't think anybody's going to be changing to no, that color no. anytime soon. No. So it's, you would have had to have some history with it to go right. to it in the first place. And to get everybody to be on board with it. All right. Uh, we're going to do some uh, Chris versus the fans here shortly. So let me go ahead and give you the phone numbers. 833-288-0973. If you want to play some trivia today, uh, the winner of today's Chris versus the fans contest to win a family four-pack of movie passes to San Diego's hometown theater, which is Ultra Star Cinema in Mission Valley. So uh, start dialing in right about now. There are a couple of lines available, 833-288-0973 for a little trivia and Chris versus the fans. Uh, we'll get to that here in just a couple of seconds. Uh, also coming up on the program today, uh, as Tony mentioned, uh, Kirk Morrison will be joining us later to talk some football. Uh, we're also going to have, I think, a fun countdown today. In the wake of my uh, ridiculous thumb surgery, uh, we have decided to come up with our five greatest injuries. Right. However it is that we decide that that is. I, I can't I gotta be honest with you, my thumb injury is only about the third or fourth most embarrassing one for me. I mean I, I have done some 
really embarrassing stuff. So you'll get to hear that a little bit later in the show. And Scraby has too. And I'm going to make him tell some of the stories he told me. <laughs> that should be special. That will be later on in the program. But right now it's time for Chris versus the fans. If you had one shot, one opportunity to take down the human almanac himself. Howdy do. Now is your time. Listen to me, this guy is dangerous. Now is your opportunity to win a prize. Well, I hope you know Jen for. Chris versus the fans starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right, here we go. Here we go. Rules, Matthew Scraby. You have to make it through three questions. Gobble, sure, gobble. For everyone out there. That, gobble, that gobble. You have to make it through three questions. Each question is going to get more difficult. If you get the question right, you move on. If you get it wrong, Chris gets it right, you're eliminated. But if Chris gets it wrong, then you have a chance to move on to the next question. Or you can win if you're on the third question. I don't know why I say it like that, but try to change it up every day, guys. Yeah, I don't know why you say some of the things you say either. Let's get to our first contestant, Javier in Paradise Hills. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Thanks for calling in. How you guys doing? Hi, Javier. Here we go. First question. What former NBA player played a genie in the movie Kazan? Uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Diesel yeah. is correct. Nice work there, Great Javier. Movie. Great in that movie. You know why I'm not? He's so good in all of his roles. Come on, Shaq has never disappointed. Yeah. Here we go. Question number two. What team drafted Zach Greinke with the sixth pick, sixth pick in the 2002 MLB draft? Uh, Zach Greinke. Uh, I know he went to the Diamondbacks. Um, I'm going I'm to go Royal. Royal. The Royals is correct. Royals, nice Royals. Let a boy, a boy yeah, have here. Nice job. Here we go. Last, do we even read them what the prizes is today? Yes, we okay. did. Okay. Ultra Star Cinema Movies. For the Ultra Star Cinema Movie Passes, question number three. What city do the Dallas Cowboys actually play in? City. Dallas Cowboys, uh... Let's say, I'm going to say Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas is incorrect. For the longest time, they played in Irving, Texas. And I almost answered Irving, but I know it would have been wrong because they have moved to Jerry's World. But I don't know where Jerry's World is. I think it's in Arlington. Is that what you're going with? I am. Sorry, Javier. Chris has stole the tickets from ah, you. Again. Sorry, good Javier. job, Javier. Good work, Javier. Why, good job, Javier. Good job, Chris. Too. Thank you, Scraby. I mean, whatever. <laughs> Let's get to our next contestant, Jose in Chula Vista. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Chris, Chris eliminates Javier, and Scraby goes, "Great job, Javier." <laughs> he, he, he knew Kazam. That's all I care about. Man. Jose, how you doing good today, job, man? Chris. Thank you, Jose. <laughs> Here we go. First question. All right, let's go. What team did Jason Garrett win his first Super Bowl with as a player? Uh, 
God, I don't remember. So I'm going to give the Cowboys. Well, you're in luck because that guess is absolutely correct. The Cowboys is who he yeah. won his first. I think that was the only team he ever played I with. I think it was. It? I think it was. I don't recall him playing anywhere else. All right, Jose, let's get to question number two. Oh, I like this question. What Cleveland Brown running back made the cover of the Madden video game in 2010? Oh, my God, 2010, they suck. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I, I don't know. Um, I don't even have a guess on that one. I don't know. Is incorrect, Chris, for the steal. One-year wonder. Peyton Hillis. Peyton oh, Hillis wow. is the guy. It's oh. that type of day today, isn't Sorry, it? Sorry, Scraby. Good job, Jose. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move to contestant number three. Well, the one thing you know is if you uh, are on the program today, you're going to get support from Scraby. So that's a good thing. Uh, Andy in Mission Valley. Welcome to Gwen and Chris. Hey, guys. What's going on? Let's go, Andy. Nothing much. Let's see if your luck is any better. First question. Who was Michael Strahan's co-host on an ABC morning talk show? Kelly Ripa. Nice work, Kelly Ripa is correct. Let's move to question number two. Who was Kelly Ripa's co-host before Michael Strahan? Regis. 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 San Diego State grad, by the way. San Diego Stater. Uh, During the 1982 Cal-Stanford game, what famously came onto the field too early? The marching band. The marching band <laughs> is correct. Right. One of those individuals got absolutely crushed. The trumpet at the end. player the trumpet just crushed. <laughs> All right, Andy. For those movie passes, question number three. Since the year 2000, 16 quarterbacks have won the Heisman Trophy. Who was the last running back to do it? You're on point with these questions. Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram is incorrect. Oh, I thought he had it. And when I don't when I don't know the answer, I like when the other people get it because I'd rather them get it than me have to miss it. Uh, Mark Ingram didn't win it that long ago. Now, so this is the question: the last running back to win the Heisman Trophy? Yes. Okay. Uh, well, it wasn't Mark Ingram, evidently. I thought you had that, Andy, but I think you're going to win anyway because it wasn't so Derrick Henry. <laughs> So much for you winning that, Andy. Derrick Henry is the correct answer. Oh, man. I just, like, threw that in there for no. Hey, Andy, good work, man. Hang on. Really nice job, Andy. (laughs) All right, there you go. (laughs) Do you want to take this up on the other side? Um, We're running out of questions. We got we got time for a couple more. I mean, we got more questions. Enough for another caller. We got one more player if we go through fast. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, Jamie. La Mesa. Let's go, Jamie. Hello, guys. Here we Hello. go. First question. All right. What longtime Packers head coach was fired last season? Oh, God. I got his face in my head. <laughs> oh, that's kind of a tough deal Scary right face. there. Uh, his name is escaping me. I know he's got a big, fat head, though. <laughs> The big fat head co- head coach. The big fat head yes, of uh, Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy yeah, is the correct answer. Jamie, thanks for competing. 
We're going to have to continue I, this on the other side. I, or do you want me to throw in a trivia question do right the now trivia for the question. win? All right, stay online. If you're online right now, Thomas will go to you first and give you the opportunity to win. The question is, for the movie Passes, who holds the all-time Chicago Bulls record for most three-point shots made in a single quarter? There you have it. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, Colin Kaepernick got some more discussion involving his tryout. Gwen and Chris, the number one sports station on 97.3, The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.